are back with the Afterwatch for watching My Hero Academia Season 5, Episode 107, More of a Hero Than Anyone. I'm Tim. I'm Joelle. I'm Brian. That's right. And uh, so, who is more of a hero than anyone? Is it Shirakumo? Kirogiri? I mean, what are we talking about here? I guess that's who it's referring to, right? Oh, Oboro? Oboro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their, their yep. old friend. Yeah. And uh, now a villain. I guess also the UA traitor, right? That's what we're talking about here. The altered person. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, all these things going on here. Before we get into it, though, I do have to remind you guys, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, if you have any questions for us, send them our way, fictionalquestions at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you want to comment or leave us a good review over there on Apple or Audible, we always appreciate those. Keep those coming. And check out our other shows over there on fictionalcharacters.net. Like uh, ReZero, it's getting into the good stuff right now. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out, we're still going through season one over there. Me and Brian talking about that show. Give it a listen. All right. I guess at the beginning, it kind of goes back to a little bit of the Todoroki stuff. and I Very I, brief. But and yeah. I feel like that's a weird recap because it has nothing to well, do with the rest of the it episode. It just seems like this whole season has been, the like we talked about last time, season of recaps. Yeah. Season regardless, of recaps. Regardless of what is coming next, it seems like every episode so far this season had a recap for like even if it was 30 seconds. That's true, because it, it really doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the episode. It's just Deku saying, look, they had some family issues. They still have some, and I hope that they'll, uh, it'll turn around but, for yeah, the better. But there's a shift happening in the family, so who knows how that's going to be. So we'll oh, I think that's just talking about that, yeah, we see the you know Endeavor trying to do better, and who knows what's going to happen with the kids. Right. But there's lots of shifts going on. I think this whole episode, more most of the episode, has to do with other people's pasts. And that's uh, that's what one of our favorite characters, Eraserhead, having to come to grips with someone he knew back in school. Yeah, gives me uh, Kakashi vibes. How's that? Like when uh, they finally get his backstory of where and how he got his Sharingan, because they kind of mention oh, he must have gotten him from somewhere else because he's not from the clan. And then there's all, you always kind of think like, oh, his, his childhood friend died or something. You know, you, you have your guesses. They finally reveal it. So now it's a little bit of like childhood trauma for uh, Eraserhead. Right. Is, and, and you actually saw emotion from him. Which is well, like, yeah, yeah. Never, he even says, ever. <laughs> oh, really? Is that the first time? Well, like this much emotion is what I'm saying. Like That's true. From Mostly him, just salty. Or he's angry. Always, he's a well and sad. I oh, think he's that's true. I think I mean, he's reserved. I think we see a part of the reason why he is how he is in this in this whole uh, situation here. I think we get a lot of questions answered on why he treats his students the way that he does, right? And, and why, why he expels, but yet doesn't actually expel, which is right. Funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's the appearances versus what's happening behind the scenes. <laughs> Well, maybe, yeah, I think it's the tough love kind of aspect, but right. maybe he just wants people to understand the consequences of their actions. Right. Yep. I guess we're jumping ahead a little bit. So. Well, right. So yeah. I don't know if we want to talk about the story itself or, yeah. We'll go through that stuff. So third term is starting up. It's only three more months left of their first year. Yeah. Ida and Momo up there at the front. They're talking about, uh, hey, let's go over all the stuff that you learned during your um, little work studies there. I thought and the episode was going to be about that. <laughs> I was, really? I was well, like, oh, not yet. They until were gonna... 
Until you see that what's his name gets pulled to the staff room like emergency. So I'm like, hmm. That's even th- even then, I thought that was going to be like a side thing. Like, oh, we know he's something important happening, but we don't get to see it yet. No, I, I, I was thinking I was thinking opposite. I was thinking it was something with a racer head because it was that serious that mm. they were jumping in a car together. That Yeah, it, because it cut right to that. Right. Did you like how Ido was trying to say that he learned how to be more suave and gentle in oh, manner? Gosh. And then, of course, that he goes crazy. Yeah, yeah I don't understand. I the didn't crazy try. Part. I wasn't. I didn't. Was not impressed. Yeah, but there is one other moment before we go to all the Eraserhead stuff. After he gets called, uh, Pinky finds Deku's gift in Uraka's helmet. Yeah, I was like, oh, that little, that, that was little so all my thing. It she falls like out. carries it like a little good luck charm. Oh my gosh, did you like the little almost dance move that she does to jump <laughs> and run and grab his back and everything? <laughs> it was great. So Kinda she so when cover she says, it up. Yeah, when she says it's not what she thinks, what does that mean? I thought her explanation was going to be a little bit more standoffish, but mm-hmm. then she was all like, oh, it's not what you think. I just want to keep it by me and, and cherish it and keep it safe. And it's like, I know, mm, I'm like, isn't that, that exactly it? That That is exactly it. <laughs> right, exactly. So is she saying that has nothing to do with All Might, but everyone knows that it that, has that something to do with Deku. Deku. Right. So, I mean, come on. If you're in high school, paying attention to the gifts that people get right. at those kind of functions, you would yeah. know. <laughs> and keeping it close. <laughs> yeah. She totally just gave that away. Great. And I, I also like that you mentioned the the thing like if they're in high school, right? This is exactly what something that would happen. I, exactly, I think, I think this one be. is super real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Deku's talking about his black whip and how he's actually getting it to work, even if it's just for like an instant. Bakugo spikes him with his headpiece. I don't even know what's going on there. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're trying Midor- to say there's even some cerebral spinal fluid coming out. I was <laughs> it's like, still oh. stuck in his head though when oh, they're leaving. Okay. Yep. And he's like getting lightheaded. Like you could tell he's about to like fall over because yeah. he like, lost so much blood. But yeah, All Might's <laughs> out there instead of a racer head Which waiting very, for them. So weird with his dandy cotton candy. Yeah. Oh my God. He kept saying it over and over. And you just <laughs> see Kaminari's face. <laughs> he just looks looks so upset. It was just so random though. I was just like, he is it's so, so weird. It's so random and I, not good. I <laughs> so it, weird. He's like the creepy old teacher in the corner. Or, it's just that weird like, uncle. <laughs> no, I thought it was. I thought it was kind of funny because he's trying so hard to make a bad pun. Cause yeah, I don't like. I don't. He was trying to make it stick. It wasn't gonna stick. Yeah, and just Kaminari so knew he's from like the beginning. Forcing a dad joke though, so that's what I guess. Since we don't know exactly <laughs> the thing, right? It's like forcing a weird, awkward joke is one thing, but if yeah. it comes off more like a bad pun, it's more like ah, you know, it's it's good meaning, and I I'm taking it that way because that's that's generally his character. But yeah. I, I liked it because I thought it was kind of funny is that normally we wouldn't get these puns in another language, but when he repeats it slowly, you can say like, oh, what he says first sounds a lot like what he says second. So you kind of understand he's just making a phrase that sounds very similar. So we kind of get to be in on it too, because it's not complicated. It, at least to me, it sounds like that's what it is. It just sounds super similar. Yeah, but I get that it's it's very dad jokey in that yeah. way that no one else cares or yeah. just wants it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the kids acting that way is probably yeah. appropriate too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe anyway. I'm old because I was like, ah, yes, like dad joke. Excellent. <laughs> 
Which is weird because we go from that, this awkward joke moment, to something to so serious. The very serious, like <laughs> Aizawa. And he's actually kind of upset when they're traveling in the car. He's like, I don't believe it. This is well, really it, bad taste. That means it's really bad because he's sweating and present Mike is sweating. So something that affected both of them right. is coming. And that's what's really bad. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about Nomu, and they know, I mean, they go over what we know already, that they're built from human. They're not really human anymore. They're kind of like puppets. Or so they think. And that, yes. Yeah, and I thought that was a big point because they mentioned it when Endeavor got attacked. Right. And that like, was oh, a big... you can't kill us because, oh, but you could kill the Nomus. Because they're puppets. And whether or not they're puppets is a big deal starting mm-hmm. from right there. That whole gray area of it's like what part of humanity, like at what point do you see What's they're left? no longer a human, mm-hmm. right? They're They've been trying to get stuff out of Kiragiri here, and they mm-hmm. say he keeps switching off them when they're asking him specific questions about Shigaraki. You know, because they're they're still trying to track down the league at this point, mm-hmm. even though because I don't think that these guys really know what the other people have. You know, you know, going on with uh, with Hawks right behind the scenes. Nope, I think that's yeah. their own thing. Right. It's like a need-to-know basis. So right. these guys are trying to get answers out of Kirigiri, who they've had for a while. We saw that last season. Well, right, when they captured him. Which was uh, Gran Torino doing that. That's why we see Gran Torino there. Yep. And so they're talking about how it actually is, once they've gotten through and they've been like working and doing tests on Kirigiri, they realize that Shirakumo, who was a classmate of both President Mike and Eraserhead was or is the base for what became Kiragiri. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It reminds me of so many video games, but yes. it is. But yes, uh, that's just yeah, that's sad. It's just sad because you could I, tell that, but with how Aizawa and President Mike were acting going towards that, and mm-hmm. how they were just couldn't believe it especially with aizawa in the background when they were actually in the fight when they came to usj when they're fighting each other right exactly he's like how was that even a thing like he didn't recognize me then right right but we start seeing flashbacks of the three of them in school what did you think of that aizawa as a kid yeah but you could totally you could totally tell like that's part of his personality he was already not he didn't want to be pulled into the he's almost like shoto it's funny it's like almost like toroki too in a way in a way (laughs) he was he was just very much kept didn't want to you know be in the in the spotlight no was kind of like didn't want to get like compared to like president mike and Obero, they seem very much more outgoing though yeah, well, I I get that President Mike is more outgoing, uh, but Obero seems to be the more uh, go-getter kind of guy. He's the one who's talking about, like, wanting to start this hero agency and who would be good at what. Eraser would be good at the details. President Mike would be good at negotiations. Right, but he's he looked like he was more optimistic versus, like... Yep, definitely more, like, Mirio yep, positive like, type more person. More positive outlook. Than, oh, yeah, that's a good one, Mirio. Than, uh, um, yeah. Than Amajiki or whatever his name is. Right, right. Definitely not that side of it. And I guess, guys, if you want to know more about what happened with Shirakumo and that whole deal, Vigilantes has a whole arc outlining what happened. Uh, Aizawa talking about them in school and how it all went down with uh, the three of them. And Midnight was actually an upperclassman in the story, too. So if you guys are interested, there's like a 10 episode or issue arc of that in vigilantes um but it really i mean we get enough of it here to understand what happened he died during a work studies event 
See, but that's crazy because that's years ago. That's the mm-hmm. thing because that's when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's nuts that you know they took his body and now are just using it as a shell. Well, it probably took them a long time to get the whole program working, working to a point where they are actually able to use it. You know, because right. there's, there's, I'm sure there's different phases. It doesn't probably work right out of the gate. So. Right, or they've been. It's it definitely well, it sounds like they've been working they've on been it. They've been testing. Like it seems like they've been testing for a while. Right, is what the case too is. Like, well, and we see later. <laughs> right, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, why would you take someone from class A? It keeps flashing to all for one kind of mm-hmm. talking, and I guess it's it's stuff that they've probably got from him when they've talked to because he's there at Tartarus too. Right, right. So, and he talks about attacking UA as like going for scraps at a three-star restaurant. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because like, if yeah. they're if they have like really good quirks from a lot of students trying to go there, it makes sense that you would prey on those kids there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like if you want to rob stuff, you rob the bank. You don't rob tiny individuals one by one. And, right. Right. Like if you right. want, oh, I go where all the powers are. Right. And they do bring up how the high-end Nomu that Endeavor fought not too long ago, I guess, was an underground street fighter, and his personality was still intact, how he kept wanting to go for the strongest person and all that stuff. So, again, the line is being blurred by how much of that person is still there. Still there, right. I I was on that, so it's kind of pointing towards whether or not they can be saved, right? Right. Whether or not there's something you can help them, and I I think there's a, a strong case to be made, obviously, now that maybe they could make the story go that way, especially since they have things to remove quirks. And that might come around to be able to help the Nomus or something. I'm not sure. I'm but a then, little hesitant. Like, I don't want them to be able to do it. I don't want them to be able to undo certain things. But, right. But then it also goes to the part now where it's like, well, now you can't even kill these things. Now it's like you have to try to capture them and figure out a way to restrain them because yeah. you're they're still counting them as a human. Yeah. And they weren't, going to capture the one Endeavor was fighting <laughs> if he right. didn't hit him with like the force of the sun I don't right. think that thing would have died <laughs> that's right. true uh, I think Aizawa uses his power on Kiragiri and it doesn't right. do anything is that because where they're at or yeah because it, it seems not... like they're suppressing the Kim too is what I yeah. thought it seemed like they were alluding to yeah I think it's just to make him not teleport away like otherwise that's his literally his power he'll just leave because i thought they kind of talked about it so yeah they've been keeping him like under wraps and i think that's part of what they do there at tartarus anyway right when all with all these powered people neutralizing him as much yeah as much as they can right so yeah the usj attack they say that maybe it was an experiment to see if he would have that kind of recognition going on right which is i mean brings up that now we know if kiragiri was a nomu he was actually the first nomu we saw in this series very true. It's definitely an older one, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they have some, it sounds like they definitely have mindless ones. Right, right? well, that, that first we... one that, because there was another Nomu that was front and center in that fight that All Might fought, remember? Right. Yes. Have we ever seen Kirigiri fight? He's not really that kind no. of person. He's like the one who gets them he's in and the... out of trouble. Yep, he's kind of the support in the background. Right, so Nomu mm. doesn't necessarily mean it's someone going in there to fight. It's just right. someone that they've messed with like some kind of experiment i guess yep 
Yeah, I think that definition is going to have to change. And it'll solve the issue that Joelle was talking about with how do you deal with them? Because it's easier to call the mindless ones Nomu and have a way to deal and treat those, you know, like filler. Right. You know, knock them out, do whatever. But then the ones that are more still have their ego, which they mentioned later, then that's that's treated differently. Yeah, so... They mentioned that they were going to try to get his family in to talk to him if this didn't work out. But Eraserhead does not want to get the parents involved. He doesn't want the parents to find out and see this, mm-hmm. see what's happened here. Yeah, that's horrible, man. Yeah. To have your your family see that and then try to get that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, what pressure that they're putting on Eraserhead. They're like, well, well, if you can't do it, we'll bring the we're parents. We're going to call the family. <laughs> I know. Jeez. And you can see that he does want to help, but he's still not convinced at first. Oh, not, no, yeah, not at first. I think that's smart of him. I think it's more like self-defense of he doesn't want to get false hope. Like, oh, he really doesn't want to. He's already tried to deal with this probably a lot in his life. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's fighting so hard to get people not to kill themselves. And it explains a lot with his attitude towards Midoriya. And and how he expels the students, too. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, yeah. the, and the Mordoria thing, remember how he got so mad? It's like, you're not going to pass if you can't do this without hurting yourself. Right. And this is, it makes sense. And I, I really like that this is kind of highlighting, because Razor has a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's almost like, you can't make him too good. Uh, and this is almost like a character flaw. Like, he cares. It, it's a good character flaw, because he cares so much that it obviously changes how he approaches everything, what he focuses on to the point where he's like, this is the one thing he wants to hammer home to the characters, to the to the students of right. you know, sacrificing but, it in, in, a, in a certain way to keep yourself alive. But right? that's even part, and that was partly because of Obero, probably right. too. And, and I how, really like that. And how it's, I mean, and this is where it's like, I started getting the feels and crying, whatever. Kirigiri wakes up. And he starts asking about Shigaraki. Has he been captured? President Mike's like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But he says, looking after him is my duty. And I guess that hits Aizawa pretty hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aizawa's thinking about cats. And we've seen <laughs> we've seen him with cats before. So it's it's almost like he took that love of cats from Obero. Right. But I guess more of that, it, it has to do with um, duty and and this this wanting to be a hero and this wanting to take on, uh, what would you say? To like save and help people that are that are weaker, just always wants to help everybody. That's why that's why it's very much like Lemillion in a way, like when oh, mm-hmm. Brian was saying, it's very much like Mirio's personality. Yeah. Did you like the whole matching goggles thing? We see Eraser, oh, <laughs> the origin to Eraserhead's goggles. I know. Very cute. But because, yeah. I mean, but that's like the point where it's like after all of that, it just like it just culminates in like just totally outbursting in emotion because he's just shocked after they fought nothing. And he's like, you didn't even flinch when we were fighting. And I think at this point, Kiragiri doesn't even know what's going on. He right. doesn't understand the line of questioning at all. Right. So they're trying to talk to him like he knows, but I don't think he knows. And so, yeah, do we do see the whole thing of him expelling an entire class? Mm-hmm. But it's like exactly what you said. He doesn't want heroes that devalue their own life for the sake of justice. Right. You have to be a, um, a hero that motivates others is also someone who, you know, can last, can right. live on, you exactly. know, live to see the changes happening, not just throw their life away just for that one, one you know, yep. grandstanding move. And then in a way, he's just, he then, he just vents it out on Kurigiri, well, mm-hmm. at him, because he was like, you know, we were 
going to be heroes together. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it oh, is disturbing. We see Kirigiri's head start like... Kind of distorting. Like distorting and modulating yep. and all this kind of yep. stuff. And, and the cop starts asking the questions and then it clears. But, but they do see the brain activity. And I mean, you could kind of see like the silhouette of his face, which is funny. Right. Like, it kind of pulls out of right. like this... this uh, On the mist. side of him. Right. Yeah. And you, but, they can see his face trying to break free. And... Right. He says one word. He gets one word out, which is hospital. Yep. Which doesn't seem that like that much, but I guess it's something. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it is really sad, though, because that's kind of it as far as the questioning goes. Eraser is crying. Oh, so, gosh. Oh, and that reminds yeah. me of the Full Metal Alchemist thing, because he's like, my eyes are so unbearably dry, oh, and he's crying. I oh, know. right. Well, that's his when, thing when for dry eyes. He always has the dry eyes. Yeah. Right. But, oh, but, yeah. But in this place, because it's like, oh, obviously, like, that's why he's crying, you know, yeah, exactly. his eyes. But, in, but instead, it's, it's like the, uh, looks like it's going to rain in Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, when, right. When he's sitting in the rain, when he's like crying. Yes. It, oh. It's very sad. No, man. <sighs> anyway, Grand Torino actually kind of feels bad. He says he'll make it up to them, but I guess this is a good place to start this hospital thing. So clearly, what are these Monomus made out of, and what's the remake them mm-hmm. too? Which okay. I think we get the all for one pieces too. Oh, we're all for ones talking about trampling on wine. So what do you what do you get from that? That it's just his way of making quirks last or using them in a way that that further his, his cause? Well, or further his satis- like, you know, his satisfaction or, you know, his enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Seems like because it seems like all of it's just a game to him or like just like with the whole thing when we were seeing the flashbacks with his brother being made and everything and kind of the whole story behind the one for all and all the, like just kind of seeing back to the beginning of when i mean all for one made him of just like having all these underlings and he's just like well they didn't serve me right anyway or whatever it seems like he wasn't entertained anymore at that point back then but it seems like doing this is towards his entertainment at least it feels like to me but that's interesting yeah i I couldn't figure out the wine part the the part that... it's like it's like his enjoyment it's just yeah, like it doing to it to make you know these crazy strong things so that it just helps for his cause and makes him happy or i don't know maybe he's just crazy and just likes <laughs> well, i don't know like that he's seeing crazy what he can manipulate because... yeah to, i think he to just make likes the to strongest well, i'm trying to make them a strongest looking monster which seems like they're trying to do with shigaraki and yeah <laughs> and my, like, my question is, is why for him like i don't think and i think it's going to probably be a bigger reveal later uh, of why all for one is doing it obviously like vendetta against one for all there's something there but i, I think there there has to be a bigger isn't it just control reason. it could be and that and it yeah. could be control the the one thing is interesting i think it would add a lot would be if we know exactly how his power works because remember uh there was something he did with his brother and i think he like gave him a power for a reason yeah that and was i wasn't that sure was if the, that uh, was the start of all for one or something mm-hmm, correct but it, it was wondering like where did he get that was that his original power did that have anything to do with what the brother had or didn't have already well, that's the thing is like is this all just planned by him anyway because he's like, I'm going to give you this and hope in whatever generations this is going to come back to me in some way yes, or that, some form. That's exactly my question. <laughs> is he able to reabsorb these? And that's why he just wants to make some abomination powers that are amazing because he can right, get them that's back. True. That's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's something crazy about all this knowledge mm-hmm. and being a mad scientist and, <laughs> you know. And the crazy mad just, doctor he works with. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, so Hawks is just blowing off this hero work. What did you think of that twice thing, though, where he wants black coffee with lots of milk and sugar? Is that like the two sides of yeah. him? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> Very the, much I'm, his I'm the multiple personalities. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, funny, he's trying to give him a lesson on the, the liberation. Um, it is funny. <gasps> oh, because he, it's kind of what that. he talked about the other time. When yeah, he, Hawks when, is trying to teach yeah, twice. When, it's on the board trying, there. <laughs> When they were trying to say how Hawks like you know caught on pretty quick and twice it's like I still don't understand this. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good catch. I assumed they were going over some strategy, but that's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Hawks still hasn't got to see Shigaraki. We Shigaraki, get to see him, which is behind Ooh. some. Wind, I don't know. The doctor, the evil doctor, is looking in in the crazy Frankenstein it. lab. Yeah. yeah, it's like all these wires, this contraption, and then it's like zapping him. 5,000 quirks being thrown in there. Who knows? <laughs> it will be his masterpiece, though. That's what they're talking about. Well, maybe that's what it's seeing. Like, is this is, like, what it's coming up to is, like, all this testing on the Nomus is just to help out Shigaraki in the well, end. Well, it's not just testing on the Nomu. Remember, they tested nine for that last movie, The Heroes Rising. Right. That was a test for what's going on here. They want a human who can maintain a complete ego and have the infinite power. So basically just someone who can take the mantle from all for one. Possibly. Yep. Oh, so I think there's two things that might, that, that gave me an idea. So with the ego, they're probably talking about id, the ego versus the id or the super ego. And effectively, they just mean personality, right? They want Correct. the person that they put in there to still be in there. I wonder if this is kind of a situation where all for one wants to go into sh- uh, and Shigaragi. Be, take over and be the main ego in that body. So like put the in powers a into body. Him. Yeah, because he's kind of all messed up now. So it's like maybe Correct. he wants to go in there or or you said like maybe he can't do that and he wants to pass the mantle. Um, that's I, I think it can go either way with that. But I think it's uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Wasn't there a hint that Shiragaki was the son of one of the ones? No, in... he's the grandson of Nana. That's it. That's it. I mm-hmm. wonder if that was why they he was so focused on making sure the ego stays the same because he wants to turn Shiragaki into a monster and mm-hmm. make All Might fight the grandson of, you know, one of the mentors or one of the... Well, people. it's not going to be All Might, but it'll be Deku. Right, yeah. or whoever he wants to just mess up because it's like, now right. you have to kill this person who 100% is that person. This is not a monster. This is like that person and you're going to kill them uh, mm-hmm. and make the hero, like, kill the hero. Well, yeah, isn't that the point? Isn't that what he always wants to do? And that's almost like what true evil would want to do if you if you consider it like that. Yeah. Just deceive someone or or turn someone they care about against them. Right. right. They they want it's give very, them the impossible choice. Yeah, and it's very Joker Batman, but in, in the one context of watching the hero kill the hero and they're alluding to it with endeavor and how they already have some villains that are kind of stuck on that whereas if you're not the beacon if you're not always right if you're not the best it kind of undermines the feeling and Mm -hmm. i think it's good that they explore like yeah you don't always have to be perfect but the image of that of having a hero kill a hero or kill a good person i think that's maybe that's what they're going for is just this ultimate undermining of what it means to be a hero because like look at your heroes look at what monsters they are killing the grandson of their their hero mentors sort of and i think we've already had lots of talk about that in the show even with this last person that tried to get endeavor to kill him Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. so that's a good point that's something I, i imagine something that that uh keeps coming back like that probably means something yeah 
And it's probably a archetypal type of story oh, sure. theme. So it's not oh, just, sure. oh, oh, Batman did it first. I'm sure, sure there's a common idea of the stalwart moral upright thing and being challenged in a moral way instead of a physical way. So it's still very interesting. I think that's why it, it'll resonate if something like that happens. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of us getting the revelation of who the UA traitor was now? Wait, what? How would he be the traitor, though, if he died in high school? Well, he's not really the traitor, but he's the person that got them into the school for the USJ attack. Oh. Oh, you mean to teleport them so in? So there wasn't actually a, a, a traitor, yeah. because we've just... already heard that earlier in the season. Remember how they were trying to go through all the students and then all the teachers, and they finally just figured out it's not any of the people there? Right. And now we see why it wasn't actually someone there. It's someone who knows everything about USJ. Because he's, he and attended. Is able to zi- can it, yeah. Because <laughs> he attended. USJ. And is able to get in there. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. Well, I mean, there could be other people. I don't know. I think this is what it's telling you. Yeah, that's really good. I was very focused on my villain academia because I was very excited. Oh, about the, oh. the for the next one. Yeah, that'd be just that title. I'm like, oh, right, cool. They can do a little school scene of, you know, <laughs> the villains they, getting stronger. Sweet. Yeah. And do they have a team A and team B? Do they do we get a whole bunch of cutscenes and flashbacks? I know. And oh, my do God, they go to like talk to Hades and the underworld <gasps> and have yeah. like, like, you know, a special class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's the, where's their school? Maybe their school will be all like nice and fancy, but you, you expect it to be like grungy and evil. But it's more like Hogwarts, and they're they're in a magical place. Hogwarts, that's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we do know that it's going to finally go back two months. Yeah, and we get you... to see what happened with that giant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, so <laughs> it's going to take them because the last time we saw the villains, they're in that shed in the middle of nowhere, right? Because right. they got chased out of the bar. Right. How they get from there? To now being the head of this huge organization that has hundreds of thousands of whatever, right? Right, exactly. So now we can see what happens here. Woo-hoo. Yeah, some shenanigans, definitely. Okay, before we go, let's uh, cover Kiragiri powers right. and whatnot. So Kiragiri's quirk grants him the ability to create and manipulate a dark fog from his head and hands. This fog acts as a portal to another location. Whenever he produces the mass of the dark fog, it transports anything it comes in contact with to a location of Kiragiri's choosing. His quirk is coordinate-based, so in order to use it, he needs to know the exact location where he's supposed to open the exit portal. He can also create multiple exit points where the things that touch his fog will emerge, as shown when he stops the fight between Tomura, Dabi, Toga, with all of her hands appearing in a different location. This quirk's usefulness and rarity makes Kiragiri an extremely vital asset to the League of Villains, even as Tomura, despite being angered with Kiragiri during the raid of the UA High School, did not dare punish him and had Nomu rescue him because he was the only way to escape. Warpgate is an artificial quirk made with the combination of several quirks using Obro's Cloud as a base factor. It is, not no- uh. it is unknown how many quirks besides Cloud have been used to make Warpgate. Wow. So Obero's cloud, well, I'll just tell you, it was because I don't think it explains it in the episode. He could kind of make a mist where it could, it could be enough to, to lift you up like you could ride on it like a cloud. Oh, like nice. A, like a, a carpet or something. Yeah. yeah. Or you could store things in it and move them from location to location. So you can see how uh, there's the moving and the fog and all that kind of stuff. It starts. It's like the base of what, what eventually will become this portal power. So let's see. Stats, power is C, speed is C, technique is B, intelligence is B, and ambiguity is A. 
I'm not sure what that means. Maybe just we don't know what's going on in there. Yeah, he won't. Uh, he doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> well, or does he know much all, of anything? All he talks about is protecting Shigaraki. Yeah, it's programming. <laughs> yep. And we, I think we've said this before, but his name contains the kanji for black and mist. So definitely a different kind of a really good, I think, move forward with some of these characters. And we get to see a lot of, I mean, everyone likes Aizawa, so it's great to see some of his past and everything. But yeah, like you said, next time we're going to get into some villains. <laughs> and I'm excited for that. Yep. And the story seems to have taken a shift, you know, towards what action? The main, aside from the fact that they're going to jump into what happened in the past um, mm-hmm. two months, just the content. It sounds like it's setting up the the rest of the, I was going to say quarter <laughs> for the students, the, the rest of the um, season to be more main story focused, maybe with the no moves, like something some sort of big reveal with either Hawks or the Nomu or this should culminate into something, hopefully, right? Well, yeah, I I guess because Shigaraki is main Mm storyline, you know, Deku dealing with the villains, not just Deku, but all of them dealing with the villains. I think that is the major through point, kind of where the story is going. So yeah, to get back to that, I think is uh, is a good thing. Yeah. But we'll see where that goes. Until next time, though, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. I've been Joelle. I've been Brian. All right, take care, guys. Bye.